Okay, we're we're recording. <laughs> All right, what? take two. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, 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 I'm Steph. And I'm KB. And, and we, we are Activate Podcast. We are two Jesus-loving mamas who may cuss a little. This podcast is our passion. Get ready to tag along through the ups and downs of our crazy lives. We're going to bring you guests that will inspire and encourage you to grow in your health and in your faith. We will talk about parenting, relationships, fitness, and nutrition. We will bring you the latest fashion tips and share all of our favorite things. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you some laughs and relatable, inspiring content that will encourage you to activate your life. Hey, hey, hey. What's it going on? How's it going? I think good. I think I say that a lot. I think, I think good. good. I think I get right. it. I feel like it's like a hustle and bustle to get in here. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> I think I'm good. I don't know. I yeah. think good. Just went to pick up and the dentist. And yeah, it was a today was crazy because I had work out or take Ashy to school, go to the gym, go to Bible study, oh. come back, eat lunch, go grab Ashy early, take him to the dentist and then yes. get in here. Caleb had to work. So I had to have them come like the people he works for came and picked oh, him up. And then good. I'll go as soon as I get out of here, You'll then go I'll go grab pick him up. Yeah. So today was crazy. Like I'm just ready for bed. Yeah. Well, your hair looks so pretty today. <laughs> you know, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm like, you've been really put together the last you know, few it gets, times. It's just lucky. It's just luck. Or I, put like, the, I threw this up and then I, on the way to, cause I go from straight to the gym yeah. to the Bible study. So that's for gym hair. Yeah. I just p- took it out of the ponytail, brushed it. Oh, here I am. Very lovely. You know, thanks. Um, also I didn't really plan. I guess we didn't plan on this, but how is the Bible study going? It's going good. I, so I love, I would highly recommend the book it's not supposed to be this way yes by lisa turkhurst okay um i don't know if i say that right but um so the book is great and often when i'm reading through it i'm thinking of other people uh, like they need to read this or whatever and it's also really good because i think a huge struggle of being a christian is how to deal with or like why bad things happen yeah Yeah. and so it really now it's not going to make bad things not happen exactly Bad but things are going to happen, but it's how you deal with it and the um, the lens with which you look at things through. Sure. And um, it, it gets me a little nervous sometimes because I feel like a lot of what I've been learning and doing lately is like, I feel like it's like preparing me for something terrible. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah. learning so much about how to how deal to. with things. And but then I'm like still scared. going through a lot of shit, man. I know. I know. <laughs> it, it scares me. And Caleb came home. So yes, praise yes, God. Yes. He's home. Yeah. Um, he's home. All the puppies are all home. the puppies. <laughs> so my husband went on a hunting trip. And I'm like, how are the two puppies? Yeah. Well, they're, they're double. They're four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, w- oh no, was on a hunting trip in South Dakota and he flew there and then he rented a car, drove to my parents' house and then, which was eight hours and then picked up puppies in the morning, but just apparently fell in love with a couple more. So instead of bringing home two puppies, he brought home four. You're like, we didn't even have the name what tags. the world? No, we had name tags for Revy and Chief. Yeah. And now we have Bella and Revy. Bear. Bella and Bear. So, um, yeah. So I have five labs at this point. <laughs> so that's insanity. And I just feel, feel like it's exactly, well then, and then he drove home with them. So he drove 16 hours home. So 24 hours of driving. Yikes. How did that go? But he kept, he had such a positive attitude the whole time. Like, man, I'd be bitching this whole way, you know, yeah. like, oh, and he said that he listened to, I had sent him a several podcasts. Like he doesn't yeah. ever listen to podcasts, but I sent him several and I know what it was. It was, um, Joe Rogan's podcast. I was going to say, but, did you send him Joe But Rogan? it was David Goggins and it's all about mindset. Yeah. And he's like, I'm j- I just believe that this doesn't suck. So it doesn't suck. Everything's fine. Oh this gosh. is great. Yeah. So I'm like, dang, better you than me because I I'd wonder be if he's still listening. Unhappy. I don't know. I sent him another podcast this morning. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that was the perfect time. I sent him a bunch and he did yeah. listen to him. I started listening to Joe Rogan and now I'm because I'm doing yeah. the sober October too. Yeah. <laughs> I just picked through. Yeah. I saw. He, yeah. I just pick when I see a guest that sounds interesting, yeah. then I'll listen. But also some of theirs are like freaking two and a half hours long. Yeah. I'm like, who the hell has that? N- like, yeah. Who yeah. has that much time? Well, I was listening one time. Um, I was listening to Joe Rogan with, um, what's his name? He's crazy. Rock and roll. <laughs> Spirit of the wild. Ted Nugent. Yes. And it's like three hours long, but it's so random because I had, I was driving to the airport to pick somebody up and I was listening to it. And the weekend before I had been in Nashville with my friend Kylie and we, she is, so her neighbor is mm-hmm. Kid Rock. Yeah. And so they're friends and, well, she's friends with Bob, yeah. Bob's fiance, Audrey. Yeah. So we 
I, it was just this crazy experience. We got to fly on Bob's jet to Cleveland, uh, to, um, he had a show and we went to the show. They closed down the rock and roll hall of fame. We got to go in there and do a whole tour. And, um, Rob O'Neill and his wife, Jessica were on the plane too. So he's the man who killed Osama bin Laden, uh, which he's been on several podcasts that I've listened to too. But I was listening that day to that podcast and he starts talking about Audrey Kid Rock's fiance because she's a hunter. Yeah. And so he's like, Audrey's amazing. She shot a huge, you know, just going on. And I'm like, how random that I'm listening to this podcast. And I literally spent the last weekend with these people. That's awesome. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I do really like some of them, them, but that one specifically is like three and a half hours long. Yeah. Yeah. What I don't know how he can even talk that long. I know. My, like I have, I get out of here and like, I can't, like, you know, we got frogs <laughs> I need a nap. in our throat. We need, yeah, we, need a, we need a nap. I need a brain break. A five hour energy, something. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. So yeah. So yes, awesome. he came home with four, four babies. They're precious. And I didn't want to even like them because right. I was so mad. Like, right. And then here they I am, like every day, cute. I'm just, there's like a giant baby gate in the garage. And every day after my workout, I'm like, oh, I'm all sweaty anyway. So I get in there and sit down and Aww. just love on them. They're so sweet Do you think and cute. Pretty and soon they'll be in the bed. <laughs> I don't think that actually, <laughs> although last night we were in bed for about, let's see, since I got home from New York, I've slept in bed with my husband every night. You have? Yes. But Asher is now reverted. He's in my, in the sitting area of my room okay. on the couch. Like it's not a couch. Yeah. It's like a, sure. So I think that now that he's going to sleep by himself on there, I can get him into the other room. But I was thinking if he got to sleep with Revy, he'd probably easily go into his bed. However, I do not want them in the house. Well, then if one's in, they're all in. Yeah, they're all in. Yeah. Can you imagine four dogs? When I sit in there. Going from no dogs to four dogs. I'm covered in dog hair when I sit down with them. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's They're in the garage. We Next, have, he'll start building another... Oh, he's already going to. He's like, they're going to have the best life, Kristen. He's like... Because <laughs> I'm like, talk to me about your decision to, to bring home four, four labs, four big dogs. And like, they're energetic. Tell me what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. And basically, he wasn't. <laughs> and it's just so typical. It's like if you have a cold and you send him to CVS, he brings home every <laughs> yeah, cold medicine. I remember when Asher was a baby, he loved the squeezy, you know, baby food. And I would be like, hey, can you just pick up a couple pouches? Yeah. Literally a hundred. No shit. A hundred pouches. I'm like, he can't eat this food in a year. Like, what are you doing? But so it's pretty, you know, typical of my husband to just go big or go home. He goes big. He went big and then came home. Yeah. Yeah. Four babies. I love it. So that's maybe he was secretly wanting. But I mean, he got home Thursday and I left Friday. Friday. So I'm like, well, this works well because you can like figure out how all this works. And then when I get home, hopefully it's just like a smooth running operation. Although I I wouldn't quite call it that. It's a Um, shit show. It's a a literal (laughs) shit show. There is dog poop (laughs) everywhere all the time. I just don't even understand. And it's like, I was thinking of like when you had to feed the ducks or whatever was in there and like you toss well, them We the haven't food put over. the puppies in the chicken coop during yeah. the day because they can be outside that way, yeah. not in the garage. Um, but yeah, well, this could be good for Ash. He can run them. He can take turns running them or Yeah, it's just I'm terrified that uh, like in just not too long, they're going to be too big. Mm. Like they can run away. Terrified. Yeah. The people of Now you got to put all of them on. Lord have mercy. Something. Something. The people of Noakesville. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid of lost and found pets of Prince William County. Is really Seriously. We're not, we're not afraid to say the group anymore. That's right. Um, what else? Um, I'm moving. You're moving. Big, huge news. You, I'm so excited about where you're moving. I'm so excited. Like, was uh, that place even on your radar before? Not, I hadn't heard really? you mention it. No, I mean, I've been looking for a uh, quite some time. Yeah. And um, nothing really like jumped out. I looked at a couple of places and yeah. was like, oh God, this is going to be a the crack house. The, the crack <laughs> house. Yeah. I was like, this is like going to be the worst. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the, first of all, the neighborhood is awesome yeah. because it's like my neighborhood cause it's single family and townhouse neighborhood. Yep. Awesome pool, tons of trails. Yep. AJ can go ride his bike. That was like the most important. Um, but it's directly Literally, across you the can street spit from on the lifetime. gym. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and then also super, super excited because it, the paths go right to the promenade. Oh, so I can nice. walk to freaking Kava. That's amazing. Yeah, the splash pad. So I'm like... Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm excited. And AJ had a little bit of a hard time, you know, last week. And um, 
but I'm like, buddy, it's just, I was like, this house, it's just too much for you and I. Right. And then like, we keep, we drive by it like every day yeah. now and just like scoping the neighbors and everything. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> we were like standing outside of it and he was like, but mommy, do you think this is too tall for just <laughs> you and I? But it's perfect. It's super nice. Right. Hardwood throughout. I'll have an office that's like in the downstairs. It's actually like twice the size of my office now. Nice. Um, so that I'm reminds excited. me, we were just at the dentist and we were leaving and the lady's like, so Asher, what's your favorite subject in school? She's like, do they have subjects in kindergarten? <laughs> and he's like, mm, math. And then he goes, well, she goes, math. Wow. And he goes, actually, that's not true. My favorite subject is recess because it's very easy. <laughs> And he's so smart, like everything's. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm like, yeah, recess is pretty easy, bud. And he's like, no, mommy, I just mean math is too easy. Math would be my favorite, but it's oh, too easy. Them, so I then was I like say, recess. Okay, okay. <laughs> but it was so cute. They were just chuckling because yeah. he's like, actually, I like recess. Well, that kid's easy. always blown me away with his math <laughs> His math skills. is crazy. Yeah. yeah it's you need crazy. like six, 16 I'm worried times he's gonna 42 struggle. and yeah, he knows. Yeah, he's got it for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm worried he's going to struggle with reading though. I feel like it's like slow one or the other sort of though yeah like if they're good at math i don't know we'll see yeah um but what else i don't know i went to new york that was really 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 fun yeah eat sleep shop work out repeat yeah yeah peloton Um, was awesome again yeah so i wanted to just mention that so um so i didn't get like my jesus time in the morning you know because the first morning i slept till eight o'clock i'm like what we slept till eight when we went and that was you Outrageous. slept till eight when we went. True. I was out having coffee with the man I thought was <laughs> Brett Michaels' bus driver. <laughs> yes. Um, I probably slept till six forty-five yeah. though. Um, but so anyway, we woke up like we shut. It was just dark in yeah. there, and we shut everything. But anyway, so she had told me my friend that I was with. She's like, you better not be trying to make me work out while they're there. I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, what about a walk through Central Park? Like yes. one of the days. She's like, yeah, I'll do that. I can do that a couple days. I'm like, okay. So Friday before I left, I worked out. Yep. Saturday we went, got up first thing at eight. We like went down, had breakfast, had coffee, walked three miles through Central Park. Nice. I'm like, okay, good. See, now we can just go about our day. Side note, uh, I was looking at Instagram that night and my friend Kylie was in New York. No so then way. I got to go see her. Oh, yeah, we yeah, went yeah. shopping around with them for her Good. and her husband. So that was really great to see her. Um, but then the next morning she's like, I don't really feel like working out. And I'm like, okay, you don't feel like walking. Or like literally, I'm not making you do a hit We're workout. in New York. We're just going to have to walk. Right. She, well, she was like, we're going to walk enough anyway. I don't need to go. Sure. Yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. the day before we ended up walking like eight miles yeah. or something. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, what? Okay. How do you want the day to go? And she's like, I don't know. You tell me. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's just go. And then later on, I'll have to go to the gym or something, yeah. which I hate. Yeah. I do not like waiting because then I think I about it all day. You're doing so good yeah, early. in the morning. So we like, we go eat, we go shop and shop and shop and shop. And then um, we were coming back and we had a dinner reservation early, like, well, like about six, I yeah. think. And I said i'm like we could go to dinner now like early it was like four and i'm like we could go to dinner now and then we could come back and i could work out or i can go work out you can relax and then we'll go yeah. to dinner which is what i want to do because yeah. i don't want to go to dinner and then no. have to work out hell no well then i also was like shit i don't want to go in the gym like i just wasn't feeling it so i went out by myself and i walked all through central park i did like four miles in central nice. park and then i walked back i felt really just good you yeah. know yeah it's so and beautiful. Then, oh gosh, it was so amazing. Then we went to Mexican, probably ate mm. five times the calories yeah. I burned, but whatever, it was great. And then the next day, I had a Peloton ride scheduled. Yeah. So I told her, if I do it at 7 a.m., it doesn't, you're going to be sleeping. Yeah. So, like, whatever. So I got up at 5 45, went downstairs, had coffee, got a cab to Peloton, yeah. did the ride. And then I, I knew from when Jonathan and I were there that it was like a pretty long walk back to the hotel, but yeah. we had done it. And so I hadn't heard from her yet. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to walk. walk. It's beautiful. <laughs> and I just feel so good in this city. So I put my worship music on in my Aww. earbuds. And I walked from 23rd to 61st. Good. And it was like almost three miles. Yeah. And I just felt so good. My GPS was like, turn right, turn right. I'm like, no, bitch. I'm I know going. where I'm going. Yeah. I know. You know, like it just I felt love... so, it felt so liberating. Like yeah. I felt amazing. And it was just beautiful. It was kind of cloudy, a little breeze and... I don't know. I just felt so good. It was just like the hustle and bustle of the everybody on their way already. to work on a, on a Monday morning. Yeah. And 
it was just, I don't know, it was just amazing. I loved every second it of like it. It was like Sex and City. It man. was, yeah. I love it. Was it was great. We saw Penelope Cruz nice. at the Chanel store. Cute. Um, and then I saw a Fox News person, but I couldn't put my finger on what his, I couldn't figure out what his name was. I got to yeah. look it up. But that, those were my only celeb sightings. sightings. Yeah. Awesome. But it was really fun. It was a nice getaway and got home Monday night, just in time for bedtime. And Caleb. And and Caleb was home. He got home just before me. He had texted me halfway through his trip and he said, I miss Stella and mom. I miss him so, so bad. And I'm like, buddy, I miss him so, so bad too. Yeah. And that's all I said. Yeah. And I was terrified. Like all I was doing was praying. Like, yeah. God, please just let yeah. him come home. And then I was like, but God, please also just let him make the decision that's right for his life. Like, yes. because, you know, he's struggling here in school mm -hmm. and so I'm like, it's not about me. It's about Caleb. So as much as I want him to come back, God, please just let him make the decision that will be the for best him. for his life. Mm -hmm. And so then um, on the morning of coming home, I'm like, good morning, honey. Um, I hope you had the best time. I know today might be hard, but I can't wait to see you tonight. And I should be home at the same time. And um, he's like, I'm good, mom. I'm actually kind of ready to come home. And good. I just like burst into tears. I just had yeah. goosebumps and I was crying and I'm like, thank you. God. I was like praying so hard too. I'm know, like, okay, wait, me. That what so time sweet. is he supposed? No, okay. He's so getting sweet. on right now. Right. Okay. Yes. Is he there? Is he on the way? Is you he and my, my friend Erica too. She's oh. like, what time is he supposed to be getting on the plane? I want to be praying. And I just feel like I knew and he, he needed to kind of go and yeah. And see. yeah. And I think he had a good enough time, but he just was ready to come home. So I loved that. That was Yay. great. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you want to come here? Yeah, well, I think it helped that his puppy got here the night before yeah. he left. So he got to like <laughs> fall in love with him real quick and then he had to leave. And so he was excited to come back. Yeah. Soon. Well, hey, that's awesome too. Yeah. Maybe he can like take the puppy to school or something. He said that. He told me he was going to do that. I'm like, oh, great. I can't wait for another email from school <laughs> that you're in trouble. <laughs> this time for can't a puppy. Wait. Can't wait. All right. So we have a guest today. Uh, we have Melissa Riddle. Soon to be something else. She's about to be married. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Exciting. Yep. So Melissa's first job is that of being a mommy to a six-year-old. I can relate. And a soon-to-be wife. She has a degree in meeting and event management. She currently works at a distillery and is about to complete her entry-level firefighter certificate. She's lived in seven different states and travel continues to be her passion. Melissa volunteers with many nonprofit organizations. She serves at her church and has recently begun her volunteer firefighter career at the same station her father served. Mm. Melissa is focused on minimizing the clutter in her life so that she can create a space to live the life she has always dreamed of. Yes. I like that. I'm so excited. She's just, uh, we have just messaged back and forth for like years. You know, she's just one of those people that I continue to But you to know say. her from home? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. She's a Wisconsinite. Wisconsin. Yeah. She lives in Monona, which is where I went to school and nice. all that. So, you know, there's a Monona, Iowa too. Nice. Mm -hmm. Just north. Just north. Just north. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's call her up. Hey, girl. This is Kristen. Kristen, Hi, this Melissa. is Melissa. Hi, nice to meet you virtually over the phone. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> whatever this is. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Of course. I'm excited. Us too. It is Melissa's 30th birthday today. Oh, she's a baby. Yeah, she's a baby. But it's her, her birthday oh. today. Well, happy birthday. Yep. Thank you. We're Finally, I've been celebrating all month. So <laughs> you it's got like it. It's a big one. Today's day. <laughs> Yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, and then this morning, they were up in the middle of the night with a possible intruder and oh my word. police and all kinds of crazy stuff. So we're just like bringing 30 in with the literal with bang. The bang. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. I It was funny because I fell asleep. We, we're um, watching Gotham. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I love Ben McKenzie. He's from the OC, you know, back in the the good old high school days. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I fall asleep watching this show and I wake up to Nick like rustling around. It's a little past midnight and I'm thinking, he knows I'm a late sleeper. He better not be trying to surprise me or anything. Right. <laughs> no, thank you. It's Don't you dare surprise me. <laughs> right? Well, and that's not his thing anyways. So then I'm like, okay, now I'm getting annoyed because it's 20 minutes later. The cats are freaking out. I'm trying to sleep. I'm thinking he's so, he's not bright if he's really trying to surprise me because he's making noise. Well, he's, he's 
all like panicked because he thinks that someone's trying to break into our garage. And in Madison lately, there's been a ton of house yeah. break-ins, like with people in their houses. Wow. So he's like, oh, happy birthday, by the way, after this all happened. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, happy birthday to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Crazy, crazy. All right. Yeah. Well, I just was saying that um, we we just are like always talking back and forth on messenger like we always are checking in with one another and I just love following your journey um and I was like hey you want to be on our podcast and then it turns out it's your birthday so it was definitely meant to be it's kind of how it goes around here God's got a plan always right so I just um I guess we'll just kind of start with you telling a little bit about your story um I know you've moved around all of that kind of stuff. You are about to get married. Kind of tell us just like how you got there. Um, and one thing that I really love that I wanted to kind of make a point to talk about is that you and your love for volunteering and what yeah. that looks like. And I think a lot of um, a lot of us, myself included, a lot of people kind of are always like, oh yeah, I should volunteer. Oh, I should do this. Or I, you know, I have the desire to to give, you know, in different ways or whatever. Um, and kind of just like, tell us how you were led to do that. Oh my gosh. You know, God has been doing work in my life before I even knew, Mm, (laughs) um, you know, and I was baptized Catholic basically to get accepted into my mother's previous husband's family at 12 years old. And, um, so I never was really like submerged in the proper way of, you know, following God and just being involved in a church. It was kind of one of those things, like, if you want us to accept you, then you just Mm. need to get baptized. And that was it. Mm -hmm. So, um, to go that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I'm, I'm so happy that it happened that way because everyone's got a story and there's a reason why, you know? And, um, so gosh, it's so crazy, you guys, that today is the day of this call because, you know, I've always believed in the number 10 because my birthday is 10, 10. And, um, as of this year, this May and this August, it's been the 10 year anniversary of one of my best friends passing away, as well as the 10 year anniversary of my baby sister passing away. Oh wow! And so I've been knowing that 30 is going to be my year because it's, Again, like I am, I go by multiples of 10. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, all right, every 10 years, there's going to be something great for me. I know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick and I were actually just talking a couple of days ago because we have had a really, really rocky relationship history for the last 10 years. Okay. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his, uh, yeah, I was wondering if I was going to talk about this, but I'm just going to do it. Guess do it, girl. This, this is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> His story and my story are so crazy. We've been talking about writing a book about it because you want to talk about rock bottom relationships, verbal abuse, potential, you know, like he got so mad at me one day, 10 years ago, he punched a hole through the door because I wouldn't open it to talk to him. Mm -hmm. And we have come so darn far from that. And the main reason is because of our church. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to like 100%. He told me the reason that he was able to change was because of our community. Mm -hmm. And um, so we've been able to be more transparent with people about what we've gone through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to kind of summarize our our relationship and kind of what's inspired me in the last 10 years is um, his girlfriend, who was one of my best friends 10 years ago, mm-hmm. passed away in a car accident when oh. he was away at basic training. Wow. Mm-hmm. And um, I was one of the few people that he would communicate with when this happened, because of course, he's in shock. He's devastated. Mm-hmm. Um, he finds out she was cheating on him, which I had known, but I didn't tell him because how do you tell somebody across the country that your girlfriend's cheating on you? Mm-hmm. And, and then she, friend. and she's my friend. <laughs> And then she ends up getting into a car accident in the car with the guy that she was cheating on him with. Oh, dang. And so, you know, this is all over the news. I mean, you got, there's tons of stuff, you know, that again, like, we're like, we got to write a book about this because this is just to get through this and to, to move on and to learn from it is, is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this all happened and he was away at basic training and the military wouldn't let him come back for her funeral because it wasn't his fiance or wife. Wow. Seriously? And so, 
Yeah, and he never had closure. Oh, wow. Um, he's the type of person like me where I, I it's not, liking funerals is the wrong way to put it, but we need to be at a funeral to, like, have that closure, mm-hmm. and we need to see, like, the essentially the finality of, like, your earthly body. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, being being released mm-hmm. and, you know, and being brought to God, and she was Catholic as well. Um, you know, so I think that that was kind of like, when I look back at my life, that was a really big sign for us. Um, and we just didn't know it yet. Mm-hmm. And so two months later, my baby sister was born and passed away in the same day. Mm-hmm. And so who was the first person I call? My friend, Nick, who is now my fiance. Mm-hmm. And, um, he moved up to Colorado. He lived with me for, for quite a while. And, um, you know, then he turned 21 and mm-hmm. drinking became so much more easily accessible. Yeah. And it just was really toxic to our relationship. Um, you know, so I really plugged myself into a community that could keep me busy. And I started volunteering in the NICU that my sister was born in. Mm-hmm. And um, at 19 years old, I was able to help babies change their clothes, feed them, um, put little pictures up around their little pods and just sing to them, do whatever I needed to do to keep them company. Because Mm -hmm. at the time, um, a lot of their family members and parents couldn't visit them. So I was like that stand in person to love them. And um, I look back and I'm like, darn, you trusted a 19 year old. Right. Right. Um, But again, like I, I didn't know it, but God had a plan for me. He, he placed me there. He placed my sister there at that hospital because he knew I was going to volunteer there and mm-hmm. insert myself there and be, mm-hmm. um, you know, a leader for people my age, you know, mm-hmm. people my age, yes, 19 Wisconsin girls, you know, Girl. we're drinking, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going out, we're going to house parties and here's me volunteering my nights and weekends at a hospital. What um, hospital was it? It was called St. Luke's Presbyterian in Denver, Colorado. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, as far as net, like networking went, that was a big part of how to insert myself into a community that I wanted to volunteer with. So, um, you know, it's, I go on so many tangents, but let me side note, I think that millennials always have this stigma of like, not being flexible or like being opinionated and I'm what's wrong with that Mm -hmm. we know what we want we know who we are we know where we're going to thrive in the workplace take advantage of that Mm -hmm. you know we will work our butts off as long as we are given a voice I think that sometimes especially you know because I'm in like the older generation of millennials or the older like gap Um, I would say looking at at, like looking at the younger millennials, they really do rely on like their social media and their phones to communicate their message. And so there are a lot of pivotal things that they're missing. The number one thing is like face to face time and communication with people Mm -hmm. and two, like proper networking skills to be able to insert yourself into a job, a good friend base of community networking um, for volunteering. Yeah. So what I started doing is when I was working, I would also network because I wanted to get to know people. Networking is so darn uncomfortable. I don't care who you are. Like I'm the most outgoing person. It feels so awkward to say like, I want your business. Yeah. You know, like I'm, not like a pussy footer. I don't sugarcoat things. So like I'm like, hi, I'm Melissa. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. What do you want from me? What can I do for you? Right. And I felt like that was still not genuine enough. So I started just letting people know the things that I was doing, like where I was volunteering, what I did in my free time. And that not only made my job more enjoyable, but it also opened up doors for new opportunities of like volunteering. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So I think that for me, the biggest thing that I can tell people about how to find the best place to community to volunteer in is obviously not everybody, and I hear this all the time, feels fulfilled from their, their job. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's okay, but I will argue, like, trust me, you will find a day that you don't feel that way as long as you keep pushing yourself and, like, pray about it. Yes. But um, you have to find 
fulfillment from someplace else. You have to insert yourself in a place where you're you're being godlike. You're you're helping people. You're giving back. I personally, when I started volunteering, I was 19. I didn't have a checkbook to write checks to the group mm-hmm. that I wanted to donate mm-hmm. to. Yeah. So what did I do? I don't I donated donated my time. Mm-hmm. Um. You had mentioned something when we were kind of chatting before this call that that really stood out to me. I was talking about reinventing myself. Yeah. Um, I feel like sometimes people look at that as a bad thing or they look at that as like a failure or that you had to fail to reinvent yourself or to to find something that inspires you or maybe even just do something differently. And I feel like we always we focus so much on other people's judgments. Yeah, other that opinions, we get, yeah. Yes, yes, that we get stuck in, the, we get a, we're afraid of doing things that inspire us. Mm-hmm. And I think that I have volunteered with a lot of really great organizations, some of which I just virtually support now and I share their events, yeah. some of which um, I had to kind of cut ties with because it was so close to home. For example, I volunteered with a very local group Similar to March of Dimes, but um, very local, based in McFarland, Wisconsin, actually called Michaela's Grace. Oh, and I know. They, they, yeah. Yeah. They focus on infant, lo- infant loss and, and pregnancy awareness, mm-hmm. you know, and loss. And it was really hard for me to keep, like, reliving that moment of losing my sister. Yeah. So after six years, I was like, I love you guys, and you know I love your mission, but I have to support you from afar now because it's getting to the point that every year this month is very hard. And it was the month of October is, is pregnancy mm-hmm. loss awareness month. Yeah. And I was too selfish to say, this is my birthday month. I can't, I can't do this anymore, sure. but you know what? They were so amazing. And that's how, you know, you found an amazing group. When I told them that they were like, we totally understand. They didn't try to guilt me into anything. They didn't try to like give me another project. They, they got it. Mm -hmm. And so that really was a good taste of, wow, if you really find the right people, you can be transparent with them and they'll cheer from you for you from wherever you are. Mm -hmm. I think I've had sort of, I've, I've wanted, you know, over the years to work with different organizations like you see like it'll pop up pop up oh my god sorry <laughs> pop up on facebook like um you can go cuddle babies that are yes. like uh, born addicted to drugs yeah and i think about yeah. that and my husband is like no absolutely not because you're gonna fall love you're gonna love. fall in love with them and want to bring all of them home and i just I'm, brought four puppies just home did bring four puppies home same thing right <laughs> um <clears throat> but i do think you need to you have to be able to set boundaries for yourself and not allow things like that to like, you're trying to put good out into the world. You don't want to be, you know, I don't know, bring on negativity onto yourself. yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like a hard, and the other thing, and Kristen and I have talked about this, um, like when you were saying about reinventing yourself or like people's opinions, you know, it's just unfortunately kind of like where we come from. A lot of people stay stuck. Well, they don't like to mm-hmm. see people. They don't want to see yeah. you succeed. Right. And so that that can be hard too. Um, tell me this. I guess I we haven't really talked about this so much. You said, you know, that Nick, obviously, like he started drinking and stuff like that. Did you go through that phase or did you keep yourself just in the volunteer aspect? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was a really heavy drinker starting at 16. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Me too. Yeah, I, oh yeah, shower beer, totally a thing. <laughs> um, I can laugh about it now because yeah. I've, I've overcome it. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed because my personality type, I'm an eight. I'm the Enneagram, by the way. Oh, all you I'm eights. a challenger. I'm a, yeah. I'm a fighter, you know. I'm um, me too, girl. I don't. I don't have a problem sharing my story with people mm-hmm. I, because I don't judge people. But the second people judge me, I'm like, oh, put it up, we have a put it up. Let's <laughs> <Yep>. go. <laughs> Meet <laughs> me by the bike racks. <laughs> talk about it that much because I don't want to ever put myself in the position where I feel like I have to defend what I did because that's in the past mm-hmm. and right. I, I'm moving forward from that. But yeah, I drink a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was alcohol dependent, especially when Andrea died. I woke up every day, mm-hmm. every morning at, I don't care what time it was. And I had a beer mm-hmm. before I went to work. Um, and it was definitely to the point that it wasn't discouraged by my friends. They almost encouraged it because yep. I was always out having fun. Right. They're like, oh, we're going to call Down to party. <laughs> yeah. I was like the leader. I was like the entertainment, like, organizer, right. you know. Oh, got to yeah. bring Steph. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. You just call her. <laughs> Same. You know what really opened my eyes, you guys, is so Nick and I split up many times in between the 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a daughter. Her name's Amia, and um, she is the light of our life. Mm-hmm. But we weren't ready. We were not ready for a kid when we got pregnant. We weren't actually even talking. It just was like a night out at the bar. Yeah. Two mm-hmm. weeks later, hey, surprise. Um, and we did not. We did not connect. We didn't even like each other, you know? And so it was a really big wake up call because I was so secluded from my buddies who I thought were my best friends, but now they're continuing drinking when I'm over here, like secluded. Yeah. My biggest wake up was I was eight months pregnant. So like about ready to pop. I get a phone call at 2 a.m. from who I thought was my friend saying, hey, Mel, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, just in bed you know, pregnant. <laughs> what, are, what are you doing? Mind you, this is a Tuesday night. Okay. And he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm up at this bar. Do you still know the bouncer? Can you get me into a VIP? Mm. And I'm like, um, I mean, maybe what bar are you at? And he's like, well, you're probably here. And I'm thinking, first off, it's a Tuesday night. That's sad, but true. Yeah. I probably would have been up there if I weren't pregnant, but yeah. second, like I'm, I'm pregnant. And I'm eight months pregnant. I'm not at a bar on a Tuesday night. And he's like, oh, I didn't know you were pregnant. Hmm. Wow. I had really good friends, don't right. you think? Eight months later. Yeah. So people just really used me for, like, being social. And you know what? At the time, it felt good because I needed to keep yeah. my mind busy. For sure. Um, but I was on so many antidepressants. I was, they put me on bipolar medication mm. because I don't even know why. Um, so I was on antidepressants, anxiety meds, bipolar meds. I was on pain killers, nerve blockers, muscle oh relaxers. I was on so much medication that somebody my size, like I'm a tiny person. Yeah, you are. Like that's not okay on top of drinking on top of that. Oh yeah. And I was on all of those things because I had a really, a really bad car accident where they thought I was going to either have a spinal fracture or I was going to be potentially partly paralyzed. Um, So the only way for me to even function was to have those meds pumping through my system. Well, I get pregnant. I quit everything cold turkey. Mm. And that is like a huge awakening <laughs> to, mm. to not be able to numb your pain in any other way besides crying and eating chocolate. Right. <laughs> so no better time though. But, and also <laughs> yeah. good for you girl. Cause yeah, that's hard. <laughs> I mean, some people just continue, right. You know? Yeah, I do. I, mean, I, I go ahead. I, no, I don't know how, because, I, I guess I was lucky in my pregnancy where I only wanted to eat healthy food. So anything like pills or anything, even just like soda, coffee, I just did not want. It, I, it made me want to pass out. Mm-hmm. So luckily for me, my, my body, even if I wanted to, it wouldn't have mm-hmm. let me do it. Yeah. I love that part of your story that, that you said you have a daughter. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I will tell you that I immediately just reading your bio assumed that it was it said you're the mother of a six year old and about to get married. So I assumed that it was like someone else was the dad. I love that y'all have made it. You know, that's that's an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're writing a book. (laughs) Yeah. You need to. Um, I mean, again, it wasn't easy. It 100 percent took God. Mm-hmm. to get us to this point because we tried everything. We tried therapy separately. We tried therapy together. We tried podcasts. We tried books. Um, it, we were just disengaged because if I was interested in something, it was like, 
I was teaching him. And as women, mm-hmm. that's the last thing we want to do is feel like we're teaching our significant others, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> um, and so it was just completely around Robin. And then I started going to church without him. And I said, I don't want you to come. Mm-hmm. I want to do this for myself. Leave me alone. I yeah. love, I love you, but leave me alone. Yeah. I got to figure stuff out. I need Jesus. Then, <laughs> I need yeah. my own time with Jesus. Yeah. And he then six months later was like, not even like four months later, he was like, okay, I think I'm ready to go. And I said, I don't know if I'm ready for you to go though. Mm -hmm. This is so sacred and important to me that if you don't like this, I don't know if we can get married. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it was that much of a deal breaker because at this point he wasn't a believer. Um, Within six months of him joining me at the church, he committed himself to Christ and was baptized. Mm, I love that. And that that was just a big game changer and like, okay, this guy can take something seriously yeah. in his mm-hmm. life. And he will commit himself to God and to me. And it was like almost like a recommitment to our relationship. For sure. Um but it wasn't like this long conversation. It was just one single act that changed everything. And it's really cool to see somebody's life transform, especially somebody that you love and obviously the person that you're going to marry. But mm-hmm. in by no means did I ever expect that to happen yeah. at all. I honestly expected me to start falling in love with church and him not. And that was it. Yeah. I, um, that's something that, you know, we talk about Jesus all the time on here and I feel like it's, I feel awesome because a number of people have been asking us like, well, how, what, what helped you cross that bridge, if you will. And you brought that up when we were talking earlier today about, you know, making, or I guess not making the transformation, but going from being a follower to a believer. And I told you how it had come up even on my team calls, um, that it maybe wasn't the most professional thing to do to be talking about Jesus all the time. Um, But it's like, but that's what we're called to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we were talking about that earlier. Um, Anything that you want to say to that about like what happened when you decided, like, I don't care what people think I'm, I'm going to love Jesus and talk about Jesus and you know, that it is a part of our life. A lot happened. Um, I would say the most pivotal moment was a book that I read called Blue Like Jazz. Um, It is real. I swear I drink. I make mistakes. I forgive me, but I make fun of other people sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like I'm human. I am a Jesus follower, but I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. And I read this book and this guy was so real about, his problems and his doubts about Jesus and and following God and reading that, I'm like, Oh, I don't have to put on a face. Mm -hmm. I can be me Mm -hmm. and I can be me and be proud. And so that book was life-changing. I Nick's not a reader. So what I would do is I would highlight the things that inspired me and I would read it to him. Mm -hmm. And I think that him seeing that excitement from me, um, it, it, it was a really big pivotal moment. I also want to talk about the whole professional thing. You know, what gets me is like, I hear that so much. I hear my dad loved the man to death. But when I sent, told him I was sending my daughter to a Catholic school, he was like, great. The brainwashing begins. And I was like, you know what? She's going to IHM, right? She is. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, if brainwashing is teaching her how to love and have compassion, then great, call it that. But I am so tired of hearing people talk about like, this is professional and this isn't, but you know how many times I'm around people and like, or at work or doing work things. And they're talking about how drunk they got on Mm -hmm. Friday night or how hungover they were or like just their relationship problems. And I'm like, that's That's unprofessional, unprofessional. (laughs) but for some reason that's tolerated and accepted. Mm. Yeah. To some extent, I, you know, and so I, I honestly truly believe I have made some really great connections, even through work. Literally, people have come out and said, you're a believer, aren't you? And Mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, how'd you know? Mm -hmm. And they said, because of how you carry yourself and how you respond to my questions, you actually 
are and you care, you're engaged, you're not being fake, mm. but you're also responding to something in a very compassionate way. Yeah. And I think compassion is the one thing that I was lacking my entire life. Mm. I've, I learned how to be compassionate this last year. Cause let yeah. me tell you, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl. I, I love that. And what a, I don't know if you even call that a compliment. I remember, um, the VP of my company, he's a bishop. And so like when he became the bishop or whatever, <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, congratulations. And he's like, thanks, I guess. I mean, I was chosen. You know what I mean? Oh, like, right. so yeah. it's like, is that a compliment? I mean, yes, it is. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's what we're called to do. Right. But I... Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. To speak on, so I'm not Catholic, but I send my son, my little one, to Catholic school. He's in kindergarten. And um, last night I was, I had Bible study this morning. So I was in a panic trying to get my work done for it. Like I hadn't <laughs> prepared. And I was just going back through my journal and Asher came in my office and um, I was just circling some verses that I, because I keep writing down all this stuff and I want to remember it. Yeah. And then I just write it down and, you know, continue on my day. So it was going through and I was circling them. And he said, what are you circling? And I said, oh, these are Bible verses. And he's like, oh. I do Bible verses at school. Right. And I'm like, I know you do, buddy. That's why I want you to go to that school, yeah. you know? And then I would like read a little bit of something and he's like, oh, we talk about Jesus every day. And he's like, could you tell me the difference between God and Jesus? Cause I get those two confused. <laughs> <Cute>. <laughs> but I'm not, I, yeah. Right. But I'm not Catholic, but it's still, I just, oh. am, I'm so happy that he's in mm -hmm. a place where every day he's just getting filled up with the word. It's and we'll probably be going back. Yeah. <laughs> um, AJ, he'll make a lot of comments just because he's a Jesus lover too. And you know, now that he's not there, right. I almost said it again. Um, you know, he says things like, yeah, and we don't even pray at lunch, yeah. you know, and like, yeah. that is so important. so important. Um, yeah. 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 You know, totally was side note because this came up, but Talking about school, so the reason we switched to Mia, we're not Catholic either. We're actually more like... Yeah, non-denominational, uh, like us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say our pastor last described us as like more Presbyterian mm. and like Southern Baptist. So okay. for, for me to send her to a Catholic school, I was really nervous. And mm -hmm. I sent her there, or we went to interview them basically. And I said, so how do you feel about the fact that I probably will never join your parish? Mm -hmm. yeah. And they said, that's fine why would you think that and I said I don't know because honestly like there are all of these mm. stigmas against like Catholic schools and and well, a lot of them are. are like that well that's true but like this school is so progressive and they yeah. won me over by that because the last school she was at she prayed before her snack and she got scolded mm -hmm. because she made the other kids feel uncomfortable and I was just like the other Whoa. kids felt uncomfortable <laughs> so the teacher said right, right. Asked, you know like the other kids are kind of like Ooh, what's she doing yeah but um I you know at the end of the day Amia she blew me away she goes mom I don't understand why I can't pray at school and I'm like what because I didn't even know she wasn't allowed to so to say mm -hmm. she goes God is so good mm -hmm. he's in everything we do why can't I talk about him mm -hmm. and I'm just like mind blown you know, a six-year-old can recognize that and feel that in her bones. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? We're done. We're done. So guess what I did? I pulled her out of school the last two weeks of school. Yeah. Because I was so upset with how they handled the situation. And it was hard for me because I'm a fighter. Like, I want, <laughs> I don't want to prove you wrong, but I want you to understand <laughs> that there are other ways to do things yeah. rather than point fingers. <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna so, let you know that this is actually how it goes <laughs> yeah girl but you know to kind of circle back to the whole compassion thing so it's so ironic because Nick is always like I don't understand you volunteer so much but like at home you're kind of a rude person <laughs> oh our and family gets the worst of us listen I mean believe me I'm very nice to everybody except for then I get home and I'm like yelling at my husband rolling my eyes at my kids telling people what to do you know just mad for no reason like we have to have our own safe space to be able to be a little bit of a I can't be this awesome all the time <laughs> right? what do you expect I'm a superwoman yep yep <laughs> 
Oh, that's but funny. Anyway, but good for him for calling you out, too. I know. I know. But then I was like, okay, well, if you're saying I have a fault, I don't like having a fault. So I'm going to figure out how to not have this fault. Oh. And so then I did a lot of research and um, I honestly just started reading a lot of like personal development books, yeah. more, more Christian based, mm-hmm. but a lot that are just, you know, kind of fun, easy reads. Mm-hmm. And I was finding that I was able to release my not even my anger but just like my nitpicky tendencies Mm -hmm. I was able just to kind of let those go once Mm -hmm. I poured into myself a little bit more Mm -hmm. because I was pouring into other people so much volunteering being a mom being a a fiance I was not pouring back into myself Mm -hmm. and I wasn't feeling fulfilled from anybody around my life so I had to do it for myself Mm -hmm. and that really helped but you know, it's all about learning and it's all about continuing to find new groups to be a part of. And I will say like the, the number one way I knew that I was making a right choice for myself was when I would leave, let's say a board meeting for an organization, or when I would leave like a committee meeting, planning something really big. If I would leave feeling drained and feeling like Mm -hmm. I was working it wasn't a good fit. Yeah. If I would leave feeling filled up, mm-hmm. recharged. That, yeah, exactly. But you have. It is so important to listen to those, to, to listen to those feelings because, bottom line, stop doing it. If if yeah. you're fe- leaving feeling drained, like you got to stop because it's only going to become toxic, and that is exactly what was happening with me and at home. Mm. It's like I would pour myself out so much. And then, like, pick the wrong things to volunteer for because I would volunteer for anything that came up. If I had a day open and someone needed my help, I would say yes. Yeah. This year was actually my year of no. No, yes. I made it my year of no. I said, sorry, I've committed to two organizations this year. They will have all of me anytime they need me. If I commit to anything else, you will not have yeah. all of me because I'll be exhausted. You'll be spread and you know what? Thin. It's been my best year yet. Good. Well, and that's another thing just as women, I think like, I don't know, I have always tried to take care of everybody. And then I, I just went to my first therapy appointment today (laughs) and we were talking about this and it's like, I, I do well at like the things, the meditation, the yoga, the working Mm -hmm. out, the whatever Mm -hmm. personal development. But like, I still, I allow like guilt or, you know, it's, it's like for me being such a hard ass. I'm really not deep down inside. You know what I mean? And so like, mm-hmm. it's just, you have to learn that it's okay. Like if something's not perfect for you, then it's okay. Well, there are plenty on. of people that need your help or plenty of right. organizations that you can go to that would fill you up and not drain you. I think that's huge yes. because I think so many people get caught up in just saying yes and then doing it out of guilt mm-hmm. and then having it be draining and negative mm-hmm. in their life instead of a positive experience. I was mm-hmm. actually um, I was applying to volunteer for a certain organization and I filled out the application against my husband's wishes because he was worried I think it must have been something to do with little kids or babies and I just can't you know but anyway I was like I want to do it I want to do it and so I filled out the application and then they sent it back and said like something was missing or whatever so I filled it out again and then I sent it back and then they sent it back to me again and something was still not right and I was just like nope something God is telling me this is not for me. I need to do something different. So I just regrouped and did something different because I mean, I I don't think you should find feel guilt in saying no. And I think you should pay attention to what God is telling you. Yeah. 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 That is gold. Pay attention. We get so set on what we think we're supposed to do. And yeah, obviously you're going to have, hurdles and God's going to throw things your way that you're not ready for. But if there's constantly something coming back to you in a negative way, then you know, Hey, this is not my time right? or this is not my place. And I'm too stubborn. I was, I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm too stubborn to say, I can't do it all. Like yeah. I finally this year I'm saying I can't do it all. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that though, because Again, some people, including myself, I just feel that I want so many experiences because I want to raise a strong, independent daughter. Yeah. 
And what better way to get new experiences than volunteering? But mm-hmm. again, you know, if you, I also, I actually applied for a, an organization last week thinking, you know, first responders always have a near and dear place in my heart. And mm-hmm. I wanted to be involved in another organization that worked with first responders. And I emailed them two weeks ago and I still hadn't heard a response. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm a very timely person. <laughs> so for me, I'm like, you know what? This yeah. isn't going to be a good fit already because if, if I can't have any type of communication for two weeks, right. then I can't imagine like what their organizational structure is like or, you know, what their goals are. You know, for me, it was like, all right, that's it. Next. Moving on. Yep. Because. I like when I set my heart on something and it doesn't happen when I want it to happen, I like keep poking at it and God's laughing. Like, no, this is happening on my time. Yeah. Settle down. And so I've just learned to just kind of put my hands up to him and say, you know what? I'm being egotistical by saying this isn't happening when I want it to happen. So instead I'm just going to wait for it to happen. And if it happens at the time that's needed, then great. If it doesn't, then that's okay. Yeah. Perfect. Your eight's coming out strong, girl. Love it. (laughs) I'm going to challenge. Yeah. Um, What was the book that you said? So it's called Blue Like Jazz. I am terrible with author names, but um, I think I have it in my bookshelf. Awesome. I can look. Yeah. Um, I I think for Nick, too, he probably then hearing the hearing that you don't have to be perfect to be a believe, you know, like maybe that was what helped him to, you know, to come to Jesus. Yeah. Well, and just, I can't imagine, you know, he, he's still coping over the loss of many things in his life. I think we all are to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that he, like myself, felt that we had to cope in silence because it would show weakness mm-hmm. and he now is at least able to send that send that up to him mm-hmm. and and I think that he didn't realize the power of that until he saw me do it mm-hmm. and it's so it kind of sucks to say like as humans we need tangible evidence like we need like proof that this is going to work and this is going to happen for us to feel like we're safe to do it. Yeah. Um, but you know what? One of the books that I read was talking about how why it's crazy to not believe in God because you believe in the past. Mm-hmm. You, yes, because it was already there. You believe in what's happening now because you're there in the moment. Mm-hmm. You wake up every day assuming there's a tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You believe in the future. Right. If you can believe in the future, something that's never happened before, how can you not believe in God where he's happened? Mm. He's been here. There's proof that yeah. he's been here. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, it, it's just, it's mind blowing, you know, to be able to, I'm a huge evidence person. I need firm, concrete facts. Yeah. Because I want to have a strong argument. I don't need to be right, but I need to be right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I need to be heard. And so when I watched a case for Christ, Mm -hmm. I mean, there are hard facts that if anybody wants to argue me on the legitimacy Mm -hmm. of Christ, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Let's go for it. Even for Um, me, just the word in itself. I'm like, this was how long ago? And it's translated into how many, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Again, it's just, it's mind blowing. And I, let me, let me also say this because again, typical eight, I'm not judging people who don't believe. Sure. I'm, I'm not saying, oh my gosh, how could you not? Or, and I'm not even the type of person that if I hear somebody say that, yeah, that's not for me. I'm not thinking of ways to convert them Mm, because that's, that's a waste of time. He'll come to you when you're ready Mm -hmm. or, you know, like so many things will happen. And I'm not the person to determine what those things are and when those things happen. Yeah. And so I believe that just sharing that, that I believe mm-hmm. is enough to say, when you're ready, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what God does. Yeah. Right. Sp- enough For to spark everything. a little curiosity in people too. Sometimes that's all it takes is hearing one person say one thing and then it gets their wheels turning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, there was a quote that I wrote down before we hopped on this call that I wanted to share because I always am so focused on my success that I always forget to look at other people and what they need over my needs, especially, you know, being a mom, that's hard Mm -hmm. because I have so many mom friends that are like, you do so much for yourself. I'm envious. And they don't say it uh, like, I wish I could do that. They're saying that in a, oh, you're a terrible mother because you are investing so much personal time and you're not doing this with your kid or you're not you're traveling without your kid again, really? Mm-hmm. I get those condescending comments, and I'm just like, I am perfectly happy with I with how I am, but I always second guess because of people's comments, and it's hard because I appear and I am very confident, but there are those times where I just I sit and I am really hard on myself. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not good enough. How do I fix myself? Mm-hmm. And this quote that I constantly look at. Um, It says, instead of telling God about your problems, start telling your problems about God. Mm -hmm. And anytime, anytime I get stuck in other people's opinions, which are technically my problems, instead of focusing on my humanly problems of person to person, I'm saying, okay, God, these are my problems. Here you go. And Mm -hmm. just that simple mental or verbal act of doing that Mm -hmm. is life-changing. Yep. I swear 10, <laughs> 10 times a week, I'm like, God, I'm giving it to you. I don't know what to do anymore. I just, you got to take it. I know you can bear it. I can't anymore. Take yeah. it, take it from me. Cause I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I, I say that yeah. all the time. I think it's part of like the transition for people too, is like when you're, you know, fully believing and getting to that part and how do I pray? Is it selfish to pray specifically for something? You know, do I really ask him to take it? And yes, is the answer to all of it. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, he is who you need him to be. And it might not be who you want him to be. But it, again, like it'll come to you when you, when you least expect it. And maybe it'll come to you when you do expect it. Like no one knows, but that's the great thing. Side note, I didn't find out when I was pregnant with Amia, I didn't find out if I was having a boy or a girl Mm. because there are very few surprises that you get in life or unplanned things. And for me, that was so important to have that spiritual, emotional connection with my baby over the materialistic. And I 100% will argue that that was God telling me, you need to change your priorities. Sure. Y'all, there would be days where I would live off frozen pizza so I could go buy the new shoes that were getting released, you know, like, or the purse. It Mm -hmm. was insane. Well, now I have this baby to take care of. Sorry, girl, you're not getting that $500 diaper bag that you want, (laughs) you know? I get convicted by that a lot too. I like things. Yeah. <laughs> I get very I convicted really by that. I really things. like a lot of things. All right. Yeah. Awesome, girl. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad that we had you on and it's on your birthday. When is the wedding? Yeah. The wedding is June of next year in the south of France. Oh my so gosh. amazing. We will be drinking all the wine um yeah we've we've been engaged actually we will have been engaged for about three years actually at that point we wanted to make sure Amiga was a little older so she could remember it yeah. more than not but we'll at least have some photos to help her yeah. remember most things but yeah we're excited I love that girl what an amazing place to get married yeah that's a bucket list place for me for sure Oh, it's a dream. It is a dream. But you know what? Nick has always been the biggest supporter of you can make your dreams a reality and I want you to do that. So whatever you want, let's do together and let's make this happen. And I'm I'm glad that we did because we felt so guilty, like leaving some of our family and friends behind, mm, but not about it's that. not about them. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not at all. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see the pictures. Wait, we're not invited? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, can we come? <laughs> you can totally come. Everyone, like, that's the thing is we want anybody who's able to join us. Yeah. Because 
it's about connecting with the people who can join us there, but we're also having a reception back home. Nice. So sweet. Stay tuned. Yes. Stay tuned. All right, girl. Well, have an awesome rest of your birthday. I hope you have a better night's sleep tonight. Yeah. And no one breaks into your house and 30 starts off. Yeah. 30. Uneventful. You're going to (laughs) do big, big things, girl. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, ladies. I'll keep you posted when we start writing that book. Yes, please do. Yes. (laughs) Sounds good, girl. All right. Well, there's a lot to recap, but that was good. She's sweet. She is very 8E. I love it. I can it. tell. She would challenge me. She would challenge. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're not, you don't, you don't. But I'm not a full eight anymore. Okay, yeah, because you don't give me that eight mm-hmm. vibe. No, I used to. She does. I, in a good way. Like, I like it. That's yeah. probably why she's successful and does yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I. But, like, also, I feel like I at 30, mm-hmm. I was a challenger for mm-hmm. at a full-on full challenger. Full-on eight. Yeah. <laughs> like, an eight plus. <laughs> if you know, I, I've, we've talked about this several times, but if you never have taken the Enneagram, it is super, super yeah, interesting. It is. It's like, I always say this, but it's, it, it, reading it, I was like, that is every, that describes me to a T, but it's nothing I would have been able to articulate. Like I would have yeah. never been able to describe myself that way, yes. but it was so cool to read it because everything I read, I was like, yes, yes, yes. That's exactly me. And that makes so much sense. And that's why I do that. Or that's why that happened. Or yeah. it was just incredible. When was the first time that you took it? Do you think? When we started the, uh, when I started the first podcast. Okay. So it's been a couple it's years. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause I was going to say, typically they say that those types of tests don't really change mm-hmm. but mine did change dras- mm-hmm. drastically mm, that's interesting you, and I, you've changed but i've changed drastically yeah. too mm-hmm. yeah so it's interesting to see or like if if somebody has taken any of those tests yeah, the disc or like any of those yeah. personality tests i think they're pretty eye-opening yeah i mean don't take them too seriously no. but it's kind of fun to just to see and then you can also like you and your spouse or whatever can take both take them and then there's a section where it says like how a one relates to a four how are you compatible right right (laughs) yeah yeah it's quite interesting i love it it's fun how much i it's like when you get a new car and then everybody has that car it's like when i first heard of the enneagram now everybody i notice everybody talks about the enneagram yeah for sure all right awesome we've got a bunch of happy columbus day Oh, yeah. Is that today? It is. I think. No school. (laughs) Are we at school? No school Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of fun guests coming. Yeah, we have a lot lined up, don't we? Yeah, I'm excited. We're back on the ball. Yeah, we're back on the ball. It took us a little. Yeah. We had to get we had to get back into it after summer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. All right. Later. Happy Monday. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. If you found value or were simply entertained, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, be sure to follow us on Activate Pod on Facebook and Instagram so you don't miss a thing. Thanks for your support. Today is the perfect day to activate your life. We love y'all.